Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Praise God. But first of all, as usual, I, I have something in my heart I want us to pray about. Amen. How many know the world's in trouble? Yes. You know, uh, there's people hurting tonight. There's war going on in, in Europe that's, it, 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 it could be bad if the church doesn't pray. But you know, we have authority in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 1, it says that, that his name is far above all principalities, powers, all the rulers of darkness, all these different things that are instigating this war. We don't fight with flesh and blood. There are things that are influencing the people to cause this destruction. The Bible says the devil has come, what, to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's what war looks like. And I want to tell you tonight, there's some weeping mamas. There's some weeping fathers. There's a lot of people that we, we're not getting the full story on it, folks, I don't think. But you know what? We can diminish it with our prayer. So let's pray tonight. Let's lift up this situation. Father, right now, Lord, we pray over this situation in Russia. Father, we say in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the principalities, over the powers, over the influences in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak against this war machine and the Lord, even as, even as when Egypt came and it came after uh, Israel, Lord, all of a sudden their chariots began to break apart and fall apart. Father, uh, there, there's a lot that's been said about uh, what this, this, these people have as far as the war machine. But Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that no weapon that is formed us will prosper. No weapon that is formed against the church will prosper. And Father, we thank you that this thing will come to an end quickly. We thank you it will diminish. Father, we thank you that the threat of this situation, Lord, it will, it will uh, come to a stopping point very soon in Jesus' name. We take our authority. We stand in, on the name of Jesus. We thank you that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. And Lord, uh, up above that tower, Lord, I thank you that we can see God in the spirit. And Father, we bind those principalities. We bind those powers. And Father, we just thank you, Lord. You said if we'd pray for our leaders, God, that we'd live a quiet and peaceable life. We pray over the leaders of the United States. We pray over the leaders, Lord, uh, of, of Europe, God. We say in the name of Jesus, give them wisdom. Father, let, let wisdom, let diplomacy, Lord, let it win the day. And Father, we ask you this in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we'll hear a report, Lord, that this thing will turn around quickly in the name of Jesus. Everybody says amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I, I, if you would, open your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 12. And I've just got about a, I think about a 41-point sermon. <laughs> you ready? Well, I mean, we got to, we got to hear your song, so we got. <laughs> but first of all, I need a drink. All I need is a, all I need is a drink. Praise God. Romans chapter 12, it's amazing the way God just shows me things sometimes. I, I, I was just reading through Romans one time, and I, I it was just a few weeks ago, and I got to Romans 12, and it just started unfolding like a road map to me. And uh, so that's what I'm going to share with you tonight. And uh, it's really about growing up spiritually. And uh, let, let me just, just, we'll just get into the word here and let the word speak for itself. Uh, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, everybody say me, me. present your bodies, 
a living sacrifice, holy. Don't get many amens on that. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. What do I present my body to? To God. I don't present it to drugs. I don't present it to alcohol. I don't present it to the things of this world. I present it to God. Amen. Uh, Holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. One translation says this. It is our spiritual worship. Now notice this. It says, uh, uh, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, what did they do? They brought sacrifices to God and they slayed them and they, they used that blood to approach God. And that blood was like a paint that covered over their sin. But let me tell you this, the blood of Jesus has been shed and it has cleansed cleansed us from all sin and all unrighteousness. So I'd like to say this, when you get up in the morning, get up and present your body to God as a living sacrifice, holy. Now what does holy mean? It it, It means that to a certain extent. A lot of people think holy just means just looking real mean. Well, man, that brother's holy, I'll tell you. Amen. Like holy like an undertaker. Amen. That really, eh, this is my perception of, of holiness. You can, you know, you can correct me after the service. But my perception of holiness is when the prodigal son came home to the father. And, and the father got up and ran to the son. And the son was filthy. The son was dirty. And, and the father said, go get my best suit. Don't worry about how dirty he is. Go get it and put it on him. Go get, the, go get the ring of authority. Put it on him. Go get the shoes and put it on. He's coming with an excuse. He's coming saying, I sinned before you. I sinned before God. And, and the, the father said, we're going to have a party. Amen. Kill the fatted calf. Yes. And the, the older brother did what? He got angry. What? Because he heard the boom, 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 boom. They're probably singing this song, you know, with the ukuleles. <laughs> But it said he, he was a long way off and he heard it. So, you know, that it was bumping. It was loud. Amen. And what did it do? It made him upset. That's what a lot of people's idea of holiness is. Turning their nose up at somebody that's made a mistake. Well, phew, I can't be around you. Well, you made a mistake back in 1963 and I know about it. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good holiness. God said, listen, this is my son. He's made a mistake, but I accept him. I love him. I'm going to stand here with him, and we're going to go in, here, in there to the party and have a good time. I, I like to say it like this. Holiness was like what we did Sunday night. Amen. We sat around ate chili and enjoyed the body of Christ. Just my kind of weird idea of holiness. But we accept one another. We love one another. This is, our, this is the, the body of Christ. Amen. And, and the stronger uh, those ties come together, listen, we're a force to be reckoned with. Amen. I don't think we realize how powerful we are as a body when we walk in unity. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, when they were in one place and in one accord, that's suddenly when the Holy Ghost fell. And when we can get those things right in our lives, with our relationships, get ready. The Holy Ghost is going to fall. And listen, it's what people are looking for today. People are looking for the real Jesus. People are looking for real holiness. Because real holiness will accept people but it'll also give them an opportunity to change. Amen. And it'll teach them how to change. That's what the Word of God is about. So it says, it says, present our bodies holy 
and acceptable, which is our reasonable service or our spiritual worship. Number two, number one is present your body. Number two, be not conformed to this world. Don't be pressed into the schematics of this world. Listen, there's a lot of things in this world that are good, but they're not God. There's a lot of things in the business world. There's a lot of things in, in, I mean, just just look at the entertainment world. In in sports and all this kind of stuff, there's no telling what is going on behind the scenes with Las Vegas and the NFL. They make a lot of money on a lot of people that lose a lot of money. And I'm not saying that to put them down, but it's the world. It's the world system. Brother Roland was talking about God's system. You know, God's system will work even when you're outside of it. But the problem is, is when you live in the fallen world and you're in the world system, eventually it's going to kill you. Amen. So you don't play with it. So don't be conformed to this world, but what? Be transformed. Well, how am I transformed? I'm transformed by. That's that's a big word right there. It's two, two letters, but I'm transferred by. By what? By speaking in tongues all night? No. I'm transformed by, 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 by uh, reading all these good books about changing? No. It says, I'm transformed, what? By the renewing of my mind that you may prove what is, uh, what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I like that. This is in the commentary of my Bible. It says this. It says, we are transformed by a renewed mind committed to the ideals of the kingdom of God, The word prove, it means to test and to prove by practicing it every day. God's will for us is good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. A lot of times we think, well, if I'm going to do God's will, I'm going to have to go live on the backside of China, you know, and just just live on on meager means and everything else. God's will is good for you. God's will is acceptable for you. Once you start really doing the will of God, there's nothing like it. It's good, it's acceptable. It's perfect because that's what God created you to do. He created all of us with a will, all of us with a purpose. The first part of that will is, number one, to be born again. And when you get born again, you get born again spiritually. Your brain doesn't get born again, but your, your mind for however many years that you haven't been born again has been conformed to this world. And that's why you need to be in a good church. That's why you need a good pastor. That's why you need a place where you can work out your salvation. Amen, because we're all in, in a growth. You know what I'm saying? None of us have arrived. And when you think you have, you just went back to the back of the line. Come on. So we might prove what is God's uh, good, acceptable, and perfect will. And it's weird how all this comes together, but here it is. It says, verse 3, it says, For this I say through the grace of God, this is Paul speaking, uh, given to me, that everyone among you, Number four, should not think of himself more highly as you ought to think. That doesn't mean you ought not think highly of yourself. Think highly of yourself on on who you are in Christ. The Bible talks about how Christ is exalted far above all principality, power, might, dominion. And the Bible says we're seated together in heavenly places with him. In the spirit, you've got to take your authority and walk in your authority. But when it comes to you and me and us... Listen, that's not where spiritual authority comes in that where we're, I'm going to cast the devil out of my wife because she won't straighten up. I'm going to get slapped. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There is a spiritual authority and a spirit. There, there we have our pastors. There are people in authority. Amen. That we honor. We love them. We bless them. And we, we follow them as they follow Christ. Amen. Amen. But, but listen, we, uh, you got to really be careful about success. 
in ministry because success can, can be worse than failure. One of the greatest things I ever learned in ministry one time was one of the biggest failures I ever had. Hey, man, we, we, had, a, we had a crusade out here in the parking lot, and, man, we had all this good stuff to eat. I think we had turkey legs and, and tents set up and all that stuff, and it was in March, and, man, it was hot. It was miserable, and, and we said, well, we're going to go to the neighborhoods around here, and, and we went to all the neighborhoods and stuff. We worked like dogs, and I think we had 12 people show up. We had two get saved. Thank God for two that got saved. Amen. And at, at the end of all of it, Pastor came up to me and he said, you know, you, know, uh, you, should, you know, I pray a lot about doing these things, yada, yada, yada. I said, yeah, I understand. But I'll tell you what I learned. I learned what not to do. If you're going to do outreach, go where the people are hurting. Don't get much amen and all that. Come on, we, we, we've done outreach down in, in the ghetto Amen, and had great success. Amen. So, you know, a lot of people that are, but in this day and age right now, there's a lot of people that they're living in these neighborhoods and they don't know what to do. They're lost, amen. So I think, I think we can reach them a little better now, now that for the days that we live in. People, people, people are at the end of their ropes. Except for Jesus. The answer is Jesus, amen. I like that song. So it says, to, uh, number five, it says to think soberly. Don't be intoxicated with your success, amen? Think soberly. As God has dealt to every man a measure of faith, for as uh, we have many members in one body, but uh, all members do not have the same function, amen? And, and so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Every one of us have different functions in the body of Christ. And you can't get upset because Brother Roland's doing the music and, and you're not, or because somebody's, somebody's doing, you know, working in the back back there on, on TV or on, on Internet and, and you're an IT guy. Well, why don't you step up and tell somebody? Yeah. Or you can sing like, like, you know, Israel Houghton and you're sandbagging on us. <laughs> God puts those gifts in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He puts, he's he's going he's gonna to equip his church with what the church needs. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And it's all of y'all. Don't shout me down. Verse 6, it says, Having gifts differing according uh, to the grace of God that is given unto us, let's use them. There's that three-letter word. I just want to be used by God. Oh, I've been so used. (laughs) Come on. If prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. Or ministry, let us use our ministry for, uh, for ministering. Uh, let, let me read this here. It says, ministry suggests either those uh, who have a special gift that enables them to most effectively serve the body in a physical way. There's people that are more effective at doing things than maybe what you are. There, there's somebody that's good at painting on the wall. That ain't me. <laughs> Amen. You don't want me to paint the walls. Amen. <laughs> Come on, there's people that are good at doing sound. That might not be you, but there's somebody that's good at teaching a Sunday school class. There's somebody that's good at cleaning up the parking lot. There's somebody that's good at ushering. There's somebody that's good at prophesying. There's somebody that's good at at praying in the Holy Ghost. There's people that are called to be intercessors. There are ministries in the church that you need to step up into. 
And that's where you'll grow. You'll learn, you'll grow more in ministry and grow more in God by doing. You can get a lot by studying. The old Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman need to bother you shame. Sound like Danny Johnson. <laughs> Rightly dividing the word of truth. <laughs> Dear God. Lord help me, I just lost my <laughs> sorry, brother Danny. <laughs> but really, it's it's it faith is an act. You know, Smith Wigglesworth always said, faith is an act. It's one thing to be so full of the word of God, you're so full that you're just busting at the scene, but what are you gonna do with it? Put your faith to work. Put your faith to work and well, I'm getting ahead of myself. There's a lot of things you can do. Uh, it says you can exhort. Uh, these are all things that we can do according to the kingdom of God. Amen. What did we say? Present our bodies unto God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We might prove what is his good, acceptable, and perfect will. All these things are the will of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God. It, th this is what God wants us to step into. Why? Wow, because it's going to help the body. It's gonna, there, there's, listen, there's things that you have that I don't have. There's elements that you know about God that I don't know. Hello? We all, I, I heard a, a great preacher say this. He said, that's why God puts you in relationships with people because God's not going to tell you everything he wants you to know. He'll tell it to that person you're supposed to be in relationship with. Come on. Say amen or oh me. He who exhorts on exhortation. That's, that's very important. It's good to have a good cheerleader in your church. Amen. To exhort you. Come on, you're going to make it. He who gives with liberality. Don't be a chinchy giver. <laughs> if you're going to give, give with liberality, man. I, I like to plant watermelons. This is, this is just between me and y'all, you know. I love, man, I, I grew up, I've grown watermelons this big, man. And I just get a kick out of them. It's like having a little pet out there in the garden, watch them grow and stuff. But, but last year, they, they never turned right because we got so much rain. And I went out there in the garden and looked, and there's a hole in one of them about this big. And, 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 and I went and I kicked it, and all these gnats and every nasty things came out of there. And they were all having a big party in my watermelon. <laughs> so you know what? I ordered some other seeds. And I, I, I looked up, I looked at the Eden Brothers Seed Company. And I ordered me some black diamond watermelon seeds. Shakalaba. That's got to be God. And, and so I, uh, I think there were $4.39 for a, 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 a package of them. And it told me how much they weighed per ounce. And so, man, I sent my $4.39, $3.99 shipping. So it costs almost more to ship it. So, man, my watermelon seeds are coming. And then today I look in the mail, and there's this big package like this. I said, man, I wonder if that's my watermelon seeds. And there was another little brown one like this. The package was for Pat. <laughs> so I get my watermelon seeds, and I tear it open. Man, I got my, and I got this little pack about this big, and I looked. It had about 12 seeds in it. He that sows sparingly. <laughs> So I gotta have to get me some more watermelon seeds. But listen, when you give, give cheerfully. Give, give, give. You know, give somebody something that's gonna help them down the road a little bit. But here's the deal: when you do, you're gonna don't get upset if you just give chinchily and you receive chinchily. 
The Bible says if you lend to the poor, God will repay you. And I've seen that happen many times. Right? I've lent to the poor $40, $50, $100. Bucks. I got that $100 bucks back. But when you sow into the kingdom of God, you get it back some 30, 60, and some 100 fold. Amen. 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 He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. This, this is one of the attributes, one of the gifts of God, people that show mercy. But notice it says with cheerfulness. I know people that show mercy, but it's with all kinds of strings attached. Hey, I'm going to give you a little help here, but you know what? You need to come over. You, you want to come by our house? Yeah. We're going we're to do a little barbecue. You want to come by? Yeah. Like, you mind mowing the grass? Man, that's unmerciful, man. I'm telling you, man. That ain't right. But there's Christians like that. When you give somebody something, give it to them and let it go. When you give people mercy, give them mercy. Because, listen, only the guilty need mercy. And I don't know if you've ever been guilty of anything, but I'll tell you this, there's been times I've needed mercy. Amen. So you reap what you sow. Uh, over in verse 9, it says this. We're on number 15. It says, let love, uh, love without hypocrisy be real. Love people. I, that's all I like when Brother Roland blessed Brother Rob. That's, I like that's real. You know, he, he's not doing that to try, to try to polish his apples or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. He's being real about it. <laughs> Praise God. But don't, don't walk around with some mask on and, and smile. And say, oh, oh, I love you so much. And in your heart, you just, man, I hate that person. I wish that person would leave the church. It goes on. I've been around here a minute. Well, if that person leave the church, then everything would be okay. Well, you're still here. <laughs> Abhor what is evil. That's evil. Don't, don't be involved. Notice now it's telling us what not to do. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly and affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Man, be nice to people with brotherly love. Not lacking in, lagging in diligence. Be diligent about the things you do. Be on time to church. Don't get much amen on that. But you don't know my wife. I know I know mine. <laughs> Not lagging in diligence, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Don't come in here serving God, doing something for God, just dragging around and Man, have a zeal, have a fervency about you for God. I'll tell you, when I go to Nicaragua, when I go to these different places, it'll be 95 degrees, and then people will be jumping and running, and they'll have praise and worship for an hour. There was a church we had in Managua, in this, it was in this theater, and it was so hot in there, it felt like somebody was, had a, a truck backed up there and blowing exhaust into the place. And they, put, they had a choir, they started off with about 30 people in the choir, and the pastor said, if you pass out, you're out of the choir. And by the time praise and worship was over, there was about four people left standing up there. Because if you feel like you were going to pass out, you went and sat down. And by then, you're wringing wet, soaking wet. Pastor Rusty was up there preaching, praying for the sick and everything else. I mean, it, these people are hungry for God. If the air conditioner goes out, I don't even know who else is going to show up. Just, just, we, got, we got to realize how pampered we are. And I realize we're Americans. And I'm not ashamed of that. But have a fervency for God. Have as much a fervency for God as you do political things. 
Why did I say that? Why did I say that? Or your football team. Or your baseball team. There we go. I felt that one hit home. Boom. <laughs> Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. That doesn't just mean just putting up with a bunch of junk. Patience means having cheerful endurance, knowing that, hey, what I'm going through right now has an expiration date. Come on. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Listen, have a prayer life. If you only pray five minutes a day, pray. Get before God. And if you'll start with five minutes, you'll go to 10. If you'll go to 10, you'll end up with 20. Listen, just, just have a conversation going with God. Have your spiritual antenna up. Amen. Prayer isn't just, you, just, just, just talking to you. You ain't got no spit left in your mouth. It's a two-way street. Yeah. But, but continue in prayer. That's where your strength is. That helps build you up. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints. Uh-oh. Listen, if you know somebody that's going through something, you don't know how to spread it all over the church. Maybe God wants you to know that so that, that that's an opportunity for you to give and be a blessing to somebody. And listen, if you go tell everybody about it, well, you just got your reward. But if you hear of somebody that has a need, and God deals with you about doing it, if you need to go talk to the pastor or talk to Brother Roland about it, do it. Amen. But listen, help people. This place is about helping people. This, this, this isn't an organization for us to sit up here and, and put in front of you a museum of perfect people. This place is a hospital where people come in here with their problems and their needs and, and they don't have anywhere else to turn. And we've got their answer. And sometimes it's 20 bucks. Don't shout me down. Bless those who persecute you. Uh-oh. Wait, wait, I missed one. Distributing to the needs of the saints. Be given to hospitality. You know, Jesus was given to hospitality. Read Luke 15. The Bible says he brought in the, 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 the tax collectors and the sinners. And that's where he taught about the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. Why? Because he was hospitable. He said, man, you guys come hang out, man. I got something to tell you. Listen, you've got something to tell people that are lost. You ought to. Come on. Bless those who persecute you and do not curse them. Quiet on that one. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another and do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. I'll let that speak for itself. That doesn't mean, you know, you can't understand things that are, that are you know, complicated and things like that, ed high educational things. Amen? It just means if, if, you, if you're educated in a really high area, listen, don't just keep your head up in the clouds. Amen? My, my dad was a man that there was, he, was, he had a doctrine of juris jurisprudence. But he was one of the, he'd, he'd talk to anybody. You just you walk into a restaurant, and you have to sit around and wait for him to get to the table because he knows everybody in town. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did a case for me in 1973. <laughs> Dad, it's time for lunch. Associate with the humble. 
Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. That's a good word. If it's possible, as much as depends on you. Live peaceably with all men. You have everything to do what goes on on your side of the fence. Somebody, somebody's trying to war with you. Somebody's mad at you. Man, give them something. Bless them. Love them. Say, hey, man, just, I just blessed you, brother. Here, have this deer sausage. Or have whatever you've got there handy. I do it all the time. Live peaceably with all men. Beloved, uh, do not avenge yourselves, but rather, uh, or give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Listen, all this is about us growing up spiritually. It's all about renewing our mind. There's 41 different thoughts here in this chapter. Some of them are God's thoughts. Some of them are worldly thoughts. There's a lot of worldly thoughts that, that, that we're, just, we're just conditioned to. We're conformed to this world in some place. As much as I hate to say it, I am. But God's working on it. But here's the other thing. God will help transform you by the renewing of your mind to change your, change your attitude. Hello? Even change your personality. Where people say, man, what happened to you? Man, you, I, didn't, I didn't even like being around you. You were like, you were like being around an old warthog or something. <laughs> always mad, always upset, always complaining. Listen, that's not going to get you anywhere with God. But listen, as you begin to renew your mind by the word of God, there is a humility that has to take place in you. And, and I, I like what I heard one guy say, every revelation requires a fresh consecration. When God shows you things in your life. I, I, I heard somebody just say recently, talking about Brother Hagin praying. He's, he's been serving God 70 years and God's speaking to him and say, look, you need to get this out of your life. What is it? He said, it's your Pentecostal tradition. Why? It's because we're here to reach people. Whatever it takes, at any cost. Listen, Paul said, I became all things to all men that I might win a few. If I got to go to a barbecue and somebody's drinking beer or something, I'm not going to walk out of there condemning them. Don't get much amen on that. I'm going to love people where they're at. Listen, Jesus loved you where you were. He came to you at your lowest place. He came to me when I was on drugs. He came to me when I was drunk and he changed my life. If he had to wait for me to be fixed up, I would have just said, I can fix myself up. I don't need you. But people need Jesus and they need the Jesus in you. Don't be afraid of somebody that's do. That's what the world does. Don't let the world's going to do what the world does. Don't let it freak you out. It didn't freak Jesus out. But what happened was when he gave himself to the world, the world said, oh, we finally got a hold of God. He, he, he represented the father for three and a half years. And, and they said, man, we finally got a hold of him. And the Romans took him and they beat him to a bloody pulp and they nailed him to a cross. We say, this is God. This is what we think about you. That's what this world thought about our God. But God said, I love you so much, I'm staying on this cross. And he said, I could have called 10,000 angels 
to come down off of this cross. And it's not these nails that are holding me to this cross. It's my love for you. I love you and I'm gonna die for you. And I'm here to die in your place. I'm here to give you everything that's, that's, that, that I stand for in righteousness. And I'm here to take everything that you have and die on the cross with it. And that's the gospel. Listen, and God will confirm the gospel with signs and wonders and miracles if we will preach it. But we've got to live it. We have to walk in it. We have to renew the way we think. If what we're doing ain't working, we've got to change something. And most of all, we've got to change me. So if you're looking for a problem around here, just look in the mirror and say, God, what is it that I need to do to change? And I'm going to leave you with that. Because it's 8.39. I snuck in on the ukulele time. But, but I want to tell you this. Let me tell you this. God loves you. And he's not mad at you. And he cares about you. Let, let, me, just, let me say this in closing. We, uh, me and Pat are leaving early in the morning. We're going to North Carolina because a, a dear friend of ours has gone on to heaven. And, and, and Brother Steve came to this church. And he was, he was a blessing. He was such a sweet man just full of the love of God, but he was a character. He had a personality like my mom. You never knew what he was going to say. And <laughs> a lot of y'all didn't know my mom, but she was something else. And uh, so, so Steve was always kind of fearful of, of dying. He went to South, Southeastern Assemblies of God College. He had two bachelor's degrees, a brilliant guy, but he, he, he had a little problem that, that happened to him. Uh, they, they tried to fix a, a, a certain neurological problem went in him and they, they messed it up. And he kind of slurred and he kind of walked with a limp, but he was so smart. He, re- he remembered all the girls' birthdays and all of our birthdays and he knew everybody in the church and nobody knew him. It's because he loved people. And, and so he was dying and, and, and uh, this was about, this was last Saturday and Todd, Todd Gaskell, you guys that have been here a little while know him, Todd was taking care of him. Todd bathed him and the guy was just a blessing, man. Just took care of that. He loved Stephen. Uh, we're short on time, but I'm gonna, let me finish this story. So, so anyway, I'm just, let me say that the first time I met Stephen, Todd pulled up here in the, in the driveway of the church right after the hurricane. And he, had a, he was in a uh, dump truck pulling a 25-foot trailer. The dump truck had an excavator in the back. The trailer had an excavator on it. And he got out of his truck and he walked around the front of the truck and Steve came out and Steve walked like this. Hey, you know, you know who he is? And I said, who is that? And he said, that's Stephen. Anywhere I go, he goes. Yes, sir. And that's the first time I met him. So he's laying, he's laying on this chair and, and he hadn't spoken, he hadn't looked up in maybe a month or so, maybe even longer. And he just jumped out of the chair. And he said, the gate's closed. He closed the gate on me. He closed the gate on me. And he just said it just, just like that. Just, and, and his sister was in there with him. And he laid back down in the chair. And she was like, oh, my God. And so Todd came in there and said, what, what happened? He said, Steve jumped up and said, he closed the gate on me. He said, man, that's odd. So this last Saturday... A woman came walking into Steve's little house. His house is about as big as this section of chairs right here. And there's about eight people in there. Todd was in there. And so she came walking through and they knew her. She didn't, I don't even think she went to a church that they know of. She walked past all the people in there and walked up to Stephen's sister and whispered something in her ear. 
and then walked over to Stephen and whispered something in his ear and turned around, didn't make eye contact with anybody, walked out the house. Stephen's sister said, come here, Todd, let me tell you what this lady said. Hadn't, hadn't, been, hadn't been to the house, hadn't seen Stephen. She told Stephen's sister and she told Steve, God says the gate's wide open. And I want to say that to you tonight. If you don't know Jesus tonight, the gate's wide open. Make him your Lord and Savior. How do I do that? Believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The gate's wide open tonight. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Praise God. Don't be dismissed. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We thank you tonight, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you the entrance of your word brings life. It brings light to us, God. And Lord, we thank you tonight as we go. Father, we thank you for the angels of the Lord that encamp around about us. Keep protecting us, keeping us on our going out and our coming in. Lord, we pray over Pastor Rusty and Leah. We thank you for the grace. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing, God, that's in their life, Father. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for signs and wonders to confirm the word. Thank you that that place is shaken by the power of God through the power of God, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. Though Pastor Rusty and Leah won't be the same and that place won't be the same. Amen. Father, we thank you as we go tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that, that, that the angels of God are around about us. We plead the blood of Jesus over the congregation. And we thank you as we go in the name of Jesus. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.